Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. One of the reasons why the uh, Jesse Smollett case uh, in Chicago, the uh, actor from the TV show Empire, why that case got so much attention after it emerged that perhaps he was not the victim uh, of a hate crime attack, but rather that was a staged hoax. And one of the reasons why that got so much attention was not just the profile of the actor or the fact that he, he had apparently made up the story. It was just that idea that, that somebody would use that as a way of advancing their own personal interest or trying to draw attention to themselves. Somebody who could potentially be the victim of a hate crime attack. That somebody would make that up for their own selfish interest. And at the same time, you know, create all kinds of problems in the future for people who are legitimate victims of hate crime attacks. You make it less likely that those people are going to be believed, less likely that people are going to take the issue seriously. And you would think somebody uh, of that background would understand and appreciate the importance of that. Well, and that brings us to, to the news out of Winnipeg. And I suppose at one level, maybe we should be relieved that what appeared to be a very serious anti-Semitic attack in, in Winnipeg was was not that but we should be very concerned that someone tried to make it look like one three owners of a restaurant in winnipeg have been arrested charged with public mischief now the time that this happened police described it as one of the worst hate crimes they had ever dealt with this restaurant was allegedly robbed the interior trash the walls spray painted with anti-semitic graffiti this happened on april 18th Investigators now say the whole thing was staged by the owners of the restaurant. Here's more from Global Winnipeg. It's a combination of uh, video, uh, forensic evidence, and interviews that led our investigators to the conclusions that they've drawn. That conclusion, according to Chief Smythe, is that the owners of the Burmax Cafe and Bistro staged the attack at their own restaurant last Thursday. Charged with public mischief are 29-year-old Maxime Barant, 48-year-old Oksana Barant, and 56-year-old Alexander Barant. Investigators wouldn't elaborate on a possible motive. We treated this and took it seriously at face value, and I expect we'll do that in the future as well. Um, you know, hence my disappointment that someone would use this kind of hate and, and, and racism for for God knows what purpose here. Mayor Brian Bowman was one of the first to denounce the alleged attack last week. Now, the mayor says he is shocked by the new developments. I think a lot of us are just um, surprised. And, you know, if, uh, like I said, if, if the charges are upheld by court, uh, it's, 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 it's disgusting. The cafe was hit by graffiti several times before last week's alleged robbery. Police say it's probable those incidents were also linked to the owners, but they will continue to denounce acts of hate going forward. We have good people in this community. They're not happy about the way this has unfolded, um, but we stand with them and we stand vigilant with them. These are, these are just a few individuals that don't act on behalf of a community. All right, so what are we to make of this? Now, hopefully police will take this very seriously. I think society needs to send a strong message of these kinds of hoaxes are very damaging, especially in that they can take away from people who legitimately need to come forward and share their own experiences and the actual hate crimes that do occur. Anti-Semitism, unfortunately, is a very real phenomenon. 
Joining us to talk more about all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, Ran Ukashi, who is a director for the League of Human Rights with B'nai B'rith Canada, B'nai B'rith.ca. Ryan, thank you for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. All right. So, I mean, what was your own reaction when you heard from police yesterday that uh, it appears as though this was actually a, a hoax, this was staged? Well, I think you can imagine uh, my heart sort of fell right into my stomach. I mean, if the allegations are true, then I would echo the words of the mayor that, in fact, this is a uh, disgusting uh, misuse of, uh, of a, the seriousness of a hate crime, which we know happens all too often in Canada, and, of course, disproportionately affects the Jewish community. So if, in fact, these allegations are true, to uh, fabricate a hate crime, I mean, what, what can we do other than, than condemn that in the strongest possible terms? Right. And, you know, it is an abuse of police resources. It's, it's presenting th- something fraudulent to police. But, the, you know, this, the societal damage seems to go much deeper where you start to create then this mistrust. You, you start to play right into the hands of, of these anti-Semites. Well, that, that, that's precisely it. I mean, there's uh, several layers to the problems here. I mean, first and foremost, of course, it's an abuse of not only the trust of the Jewish community, it's an abuse of the, of the general public. I mean, there was an outpouring of support for, for the uh, restaurant and for the family, um, including in the past, for instances in the past. And, of course, now there's been a, a casting of doubt or casting suspicion over those incidents as well. And uh, the problem is, of course, when people then say they have been a victim of an anti-Semitic incident or a hate crime, um, people, of course, uh, have a more cynical approach possibly due to this. And we know that, uh, of course, in the vast majority of cases, I can't think of another case like this, to be perfectly honest. So in other cases, people might be quick to uh, judge and just uh, assume that uh, those other cases are also being fabricated. So this causes a lot of societal damage and emboldens um, anti-Semites. And I, I also think the other issue is people who might genuinely experience these incidents might be afraid to come forward because they might think they're not going to believe, be believed. Right. So I would agree with you. Right. And, and I'm sure you're, you're seeing all kinds of ugliness around this on, on social media. I mean, there, there seems to be a strange contradiction uh, amongst those we would describe as is anti-Semitic in in one on the one hand trying to argue that uh, this proves that there is no anti-Semitism at the same time they they, they try to justify why they are anti-Semitic in in the first place and obviously you know both both can't be true that's anti-Semitic anti-Semitism exists and they believe that it should and then to turn around and say oh see there is none. Well, of course. I mean, usually with um, uh, anti-Semites, there's not a lot of consistency in their approach. I mean, there's not, they're pretty generous with the way they'll apply anti-Semitic uh, harassment. And uh, they don't think too critically uh, on, on many issues, which usually leads people to have anti-Semitic points of view. But again, uh, this, sort of, this sort of incident, you know, if the allegations are true, it puts, wi- it puts a bit of wind in their sails. So they feel more confident saying those kind of things, and they try and influence others to believe them. And that's sort of the damage here. That's, that's, that's the broad sort of damage that happens to the community. And, um, you know, to that end, we are happy that the police have taken the matter seriously. You know, we originally called for the perpetrators to be brought to justice. And um, in this case, if this is in fact true, then we're still very much happy that the perpetrators are brought to justice. Right. And, you know, and it shows that police do investigate these things with an open mind. They take these seriously. And... You know, I mean, this this is, uh, I would hope, a very rare kind of uh, occurrence. But you know, police do keep that that option open, right? They they don't go in with with blindfolds on or with blinders on, rather, and assuming that that things are a certain way. Oh, absolutely. And the police do their work quite diligently. I mean, it's actually through police statistics that we uh, that we get access to for our annual audit of anti-Semitic incidents that actually indicates 
that the Jewish community has a disproportionate uh, amount of uh, vandalism or violence and also harassment uh, directed towards them from actual confirmed cases from the police. So, of course, instances like this are an insult to, of course, police, because like you said, it's a huge waste of resources. And more importantly, it's a betrayal of the trust of the police and of the community by staging something like this, if that's the case. So, um, again, you're right. They do take these things seriously, and we appreciate that hard work. And in in, uh, most cases, we see that the fruits of the police's work lead to positive outcomes. When people, when people are brought to justice. And it's very sad to see that this kind of exploitation may have taken place. So for people who would then use this as, as a reason for questioning, you know, hate crime statistics, because it is important sure. to quantify all, all of this and get a sense of, you know, how much of this happens in, in Canada, or whether the mm-hmm. problem's getting worse or getting better. Does this raise doubts about the numbers? I don't think it generally raises doubts about the numbers. And the reason is because when it comes to police investigation, especially to uh, towards incidents that meet the criminal threshold, they're very good at verifying and they're very good at finding the evidence and making their conclusions. They won't lay charges on, um, on instances where they don't think they're merited. And here we see the fruits of that. Here we see that they weren't afraid to say, well, look, something here is suspicious. This does not look like anti-Semitism. It looks like it's quite the opposite, and it's um, uh, a staged event. So because of that, we're not concerned about the credibility of the numbers, really. Um, Also, because we come out publicly to condemn these things when they happen, because we want to be credible as well. We wouldn't include such a statistic in our analysis. But again... Um, that's, that's, that's all the more reason why people should stay vigilant and not succumb to cynicism for that very reason, because we would need people not to do that and to continue reporting incidents as they happen and report them to the police so the police can investigate them. Yeah. And I would hope that this one incident by, ha- by a handful of individuals who are not representative of the Jewish community as a whole uh, don't deter people from doing that, because we need that kind of help more than ever. Yeah, And I mean, as you say, the, these are allegations from police at this point, and we'll see what, what plays out with the investigation, but That's the right. idea that they the idea that anyone, for their own selfish reasons, would, would allow that cynicism to fester, would play into that, that cynicism, I mean, does it, does it feel like a, a, a betrayal, a betrayal of the community, a betrayal of, of the goodwill of Canadians who are, are rightly outraged by you know, reports of this kind of a, a hate crime? Uh, I think that's certainly the appropriate term to use. It, it would amount to uh, nothing less than a betrayal, because to use... Um, to, to allege that a hate crime, you've been a victim of a hate crime when in fact you haven't, in order to engender the outpouring of support from the Jewish community and from the broader community. It's, a, it's an abuse of people's goodwill, it's an abuse of people's time, and uh, their emotional investment. And, you know, one thing about that makes Canada a fantastic country is that in times like this, the country really does come together. People of all backgrounds put aside their differences, and they want to demonstrate support specifically because anti-Semitism is not accepted in Canada outside of, uh, of fringes, uh, fringes of society and extreme elements of society. And when people come out to demonstrate this, to find out that they have potentially been duped, it's, it's very hurtful. And there's a lot of damage that's done in terms of the goodwill people will express maybe to other communities or to the Jewish community in particular or what have you. So ultimately, the, the, the repercussions from this go beyond just this one case. And that's really the problem here. Well, much more to benebrith.ca. Rand, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you very much. All, All the best. Right. Take care. Uh, Rand Ukashi is director of, for the League of Human Rights with Benebrith Canada, benebrith.ca. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.